Welcome to Red Vine Reads, a community of book lovers talking about our favorite and not-so-favorite books while pouring a glass or two of wine. I'm your host, Jenna Miller, and today is a very, very special day as we get to reveal the books we will be reading in March. So whether you want to read one, none, or all of these books after listening to this episode, the choice is up to you, but we hope you follow along and enjoy all the great conversations that are happening all month long, and we hope you can join us with at least maybe one read. Everyone has different tastes, but we hope this podcast is fun to listen to, no matter how you like your books. So let me know which books you're most excited about. Let me know which ones you've already read by hopping onto our Instagram and TikTok at rwreadspodcast. That's at r-w-r-e-a-d-s-p-o-d-c-a-s-t. So without further ado, let's pull some corks and get previewing. Up first is Our Missing Hearts by Celeste Ng. I'm very excited to read this book. Celeste Ng is one of my all-time favorite authors, so she is one that I will always run and buy the next book she has written. So when Abby brought this book up to me and said she wanted to read it, I could not be more excited. Let's dive into the summary from Amazon. 12-year-old Bird Gardner lives in a quiet existence with his loving father, a former linguist who now shelves books in a university library. His mother, Margaret, a Chinese-American poet, left without a trace when he was nine years old. He doesn't know what happened to her, only that her books have been banned, and he resents that she cared more about her work than about him. Then one day, Bird receives a mysterious letter containing only a cryptic drawing, and soon he is pulled into a quest to find her. His journey will take him back to many folktales she poured into his head as a child, through the ranks of an underground network of heroic librarians, and finally to New York City, where he will finally learn the truth about what happened to his mother and what the future holds for them both. Our Missing Hearts is an old story made new of ways supposedly civilized communities can ignore the most searing injustice. It's about the lessons and the legacies that we leave to our children and the power of art to create change. Some facts about this book um, and about Celesting as an author. So she is the author of Little Fires Everywhere, which was adapted into a TV show that starred Carrie Washington and Reese Witherspoon. And she's also the author of the book Everything I Never Told You, which I still think to this day has the best opening line in the entire universe of books, which is Lydia's dead. So very excited to read Celesting's book because like I said, she's one of my all-time favorite authors. I will buy any book that she writes. And so I'm excited to kind of see how this one stacks up because I loved her other two books so much. It has a 3.9 out of 5 on Goodreads so far, so it's high-ish, but not as I would expect from a Celesting book. So I am interested to see kind of the differences and similarities between this book and her others. Uh, she tends to write about the Chinese-American story, so I am excited to read and just see how, how she is able to kind of dive into that world uh, once again and do it in such a beautiful and unique way. Book two of the month is going to be Another Country by James Baldwin. Ella brought this one to me and I was surprised when I looked it up and I had realized I never read a James Baldwin book before. And I had read maybe an essay here or there, maybe seen, you know, seen him talk once or twice through a video that I've watched in college, but I just, I, I really hadn't gotten to dive deep with James Baldwin. So this opportunity, I could not be more excited about. With older books like this, they tend to not have a real distinct summary on Amazon. So this is what it just says. Stunning for its emotional intensity and haunting sensuality, this book depicts men and women, blacks and whites, stripped of their masks of gender and race by love and hatred at the most and elemental and sublime. So 
This book takes place in the 1950s, follows different characters throughout them just trying to make it in New York as creatives. And it also takes place in uh, France as well. And so kind of going back and forth and discovering these relationships that are uncovering the truths about interracial relationships. Also, you know, how wealth plays into it and just making their way in New York in the 1950s. Very excited to kind of dive deep into this with Ella because I know she's going to have a lot of background knowledge and a lot of uh, literary expertise that she can share. Some quick facts about this book before we kind of dive into the next one. So this book was published in 1962. It received a 4.3 out of 5 on Goodreads. So really, really strong reviews and a lot of people just rave about it. So I'm very excited to kind of dive into it. And then uh, James Baldwin himself was born in 1924 in Harlem. And so it's kind of like personalized experiences that are coming through in this book as well. He did go to a predominantly white high school and throughout his, his time in high school, he started to realize that he he was more attracted to men and men than women. So in this book, he does have some gay characters or some bisexual characters that are also trying to discover their sexuality and sensuality. And I think that is just going to be a really important story to read and really important story to just dissect and see what conversations come up about that. He was also really good friends with MLK and Malcolm X during his time. And so his power of speech and of just commanding a room is also very special. So I'm very interested to see how that will translate into his books as well. Up next, book three is going to be Daughter of the Moon Goddess by Su Lin Tan. Oh my gosh, I, I am so excited about this book. I've been recommended this book a few times and I actually went and bought it from the bookstore last fall. And so it's been sitting on my shelf. And when Sierra brought it up to me, I said, absolutely. I've heard such great things. Let's totally read this thing. I even have a friend who bought the second book in the series and doesn't want to read it until she rereads the first one because she just wants to feel that feeling of reading it for the first time once again. Such strong words coming about coming out about this book, so I'm very, very, very excited to read it. Now let's dive into the summary. Growing up on the moon, Shang Yin is accustomed to solitude, unaware that she is being hidden from the feared celestial emperor who exiled her mother for stealing his elixir of immortality. But when Shang Yin's magic flares and her existence is discovered, she is forced to flee her home, leaving her mother behind. Alone, powerless, and afraid, she makes her way to the Celestial Kingdom, a land of wonder and secrets. Disguising her identity, she seizes an opportunity to learn alongside the Emperor's son, mastering archery and magic even as passion flames between her and her prince. To save her mother, Shang Yin embarks on a perilous quest confronting legendary creatures and vicious enemies, but when treachery looms and forbidden magic threatens the kingdom, she must challenge the ruthless Celestial Emperor for her dream, striking a dangerous bargain in which she is torn between losing all she loves or plunging the realm into chaos. Boy, that's a exciting summary, isn't it? <laughs> I am also kind of searching for a fantasy fix, so I'm very excited to read this as well because I think that'll definitely satisfy my craving for just a really, really good fantasy novel that takes me out of everything real life and puts me right into the center of it. This book was published in 2022. It received a 4.2 out of 5 on Goodreads, so really, really high ratings here with this book. Really, really high ratings with a lot of the books for this month 
months. So I think it's going to be a tough one to pick a favorite. Our author, Sulin Tan, writes fantasy inspired by myths and legends that she fell in love with as a child. She was originally born in Malaysia and she studied in London and France before moving to Hong Kong with her family. When she's not writing or reading, she enjoys exploring many hills, temples, and narrow winding streets near her home. I feel like a lot of authors just tend to love wandering places and like finding inspiration in the coolest places. So yeah, what a life that would be. <laughs> she actually just came out with a sequel to this series. I am not sure how many books are going to be in this series, but um, she did come out with a sequel to The Daughter of the Moon Goddess, which is called Heart of the Sun Warrior. So depending on how much I like this book, that one may just be on my TBR list. Last up on our list is going to be Stargazer by Lori Petrow. So this book was brought to me by Rebecca. She always comes up with some really interesting book choices and some books that I would never pick up myself. So I'm very excited to read and dive into this one because it's a storyline that I, I really enjoy. And so I'm excited to kind of see how this one is taken and made its own. And I haven't read a thriller in a while, so I'm excited to read a thriller. <laughs> Here's the summary from Amazon. So summer 1995, Diana and Ariel are in inseparable, living together in Diana's parents' cottage on the edge of the Rocky Barrens University campus, about to start freshman year. The strength of their bond is undeniable, if unexpected. Diana's a highly ambitious, uh, socially awkward art student, while Ariel is more likable, more fragile literature student and the daughter of a famous artist, Marianne Taylor. Plus, despite having lived next door to each other their whole lives, the girls have only grown close in the last 12 months. As the college year progresses, their relationship becomes increasingly unstable, as do the girls themselves, threatening to unravel due to the intense feelings and complicated circumstances that underlie their bond. Yet the biggest threat is posed by a secret one girl's keeping. The lines between love, envy, and obsession blur in Laurie Petrow's utterly enthralling, unceasingly tense second novel. A darkly compelling coming-of-age thriller perfect for fans of Donna Tartt's The Secret History or Leanne Moriarty's Big Little Lies. Though I've not read Leanne Moriarty's Big Little Lies, I have seen the show and really enjoyed it. And of course, y'all know that I love The Secret History and I love anything Donna Tartt, so I think I really will enjoy this book if it's being compared to those two, and I'm just really excited to jump in and read this one, especially because it's a kind of a shorter novel as well, and so I think it's going to be an easy um, and really fun read, so stay tuned. Well, that's the show. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked it, please go give it five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. If you want more book-related content, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at rwreadspodcast. Again, that's at r-w-r-e-a-d-s-p-o-d-c-a-s-t, at rwreadspodcast on Instagram and TikTok. Until next week, keep your books open and your drink glasses full. Thanks all.